Hello, and welcome to Look to Love, a podcast from me, J.L. Gerhardt, to help you read the Bible a better way, to see, know, and fall in love with God. Every week, we read a passage of scripture, usually a chapter or so, working our way from Genesis to Revelation, and we ask the question, who is God? We focus our attention on him in hopes of seeing him more clearly and ultimately loving him more dearly. Loving God, remember, is the reason you're alive. It's your destiny. Join me as we open our Bibles and look to love. This week we find ourselves in the book of Psalms. And the Psalms are a favorite of many Christians. It's a place we go to for comfort. It's a place we go to when we have a lot of feelings and we need to emote The Psalms were especially powerful for me when my daughters were first born. I had two babies back to back. They're 15 and a half months apart. And so many days I went to bed feeling desperate, um, desperate for quiet, uh, desperate for comfort. But I think what I especially was longing for was just a glimpse at God The day had been so full of chaos and other people needing me and tasks that seemed so unimportant but were so essential to my daughter's survival. I would just collapse into bed at night and pull out my Bible and read one psalm, just one. That's all I had the time for, all I had the energy for. I would read one psalm. And there I would encounter my God. For just a few minutes, I could sit with him and experience him. The psalm I've picked for today is the most famous psalm. It may be the most famous snatch of scripture ever. It's a psalm that people have been praying for hundreds and thousands of years. It's a psalm that everyone in my family memorizes. Uh, I remember this psalm on the lips of my great-grandmother in the nursing home as she was dying. It's the psalm my grandfather would repeat to himself as he was dying in his bed. It was the last thing I ever heard him say. And it's Psalm 23. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live." This psalm is beautiful, obviously. Um, It wouldn't be a favorite like that if it wasn't. I love how as we start, um, we begin talking about God, and so quickly the psalmist turns toward God. Uh, He can't say, the Lord is my shepherd. He can't talk about the Lord anymore. Uh, By the time that he's in verse 4, he says, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. It's like he just turns to him and just has to talk to him. He's, it's too tender. He feels so much love toward God here that uh, he turns directly toward him and starts talking directly at God. This is a psalm of David. And the thing that I'm 
most interested in keying in on today is this relationship that David in particular has with God. But before we do that, let's just ask our question in the most obvious way. Who is God according to this psalm? The Lord is my shepherd, I have what I need. Okay, we're talking about God as a good shepherd. What does a good shepherd do? He provides what the sheep need. And so we find out in this psalm, who is God? He is a provider. He takes care of us, right? He gives us good green pastures. Uh, He gives us what we need. He leads us beside quiet water. He is intentionally leading us into a life of peace, He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths, right? God is giving you a new life, a good life. He's taking you to the places where you ought to go and protecting you from the places where you ought not go. Even when I go through the valley, the darkest valley, I fear no danger, right? Sometimes we will go through difficult times and even then we have nothing to fear because the shepherd is with us. His rod and his staff, they bring comfort. His rod and his staff, what are those? Their power. That's his power, his way of protecting us. We know that he will be the one who will take care of us no matter what happens. He will be the one to protect us from danger. And so we find comfort. David then goes on, he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This is the idea that God is giving David what he needs, even when his enemies want his worst, that God is giving him good things, even when everyone hopes that he will have bad things happen to him. He says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Now, this is a very particular example to David and that God has anointed him king and given him position. But oil also is just this symbol of lavish um, honor and respect and care. And so this shepherd is pouring oil over our heads. David's just saying this is the ridiculous way that God takes care of us. It's lavish. It's more than we need. He says, my cup overflows. I have much more than I need. All the days of my life, he does this. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. He says, hey, if this is the kind of shepherd God is I'm in, I want to be with him forever. Who is God? That's who he is. He's the kind of God you want to be with forever. You want to live with him. You want to be under his care because his care is just tender and luxurious and more than you need and you are never in danger when you're with him. The thing that sticks out to me about this psalm is how personal it is for David. When David's writing it and he's trying to think of a way to praise his God, what does he do? He looks around for examples of things he knows. So David is looking for a way to describe God's care and tenderness. He's looking for a way to describe what it feels like to live in relationship with God. And he thinks, hey, I'm a shepherd. That's exactly what it's like. When I take care of my sheep, that's the same thing as God taking care of me. And so he finds this example so close by in his life. And for David shepherding and and sheep, this is a very personal, uh, very visceral experience. And so as David enters writing this song, uh, he is able to really communicate something that's close to his heart, to his God. And so this symbol is more than just an apt one. It's an emotional one. 
As I've been reading the Psalms this week, and I've read through many of them in preparation for this episode, trying to figure out which Psalm we should look at, I've realized that these Psalms, yes, they are again and again um, expressions of who God is. But each one of them is sort of a subjective look at who God is because they come from one person. It's one person looking at God and saying, God, when I see you, I see this. God, in my experience of you, here's who you've been. I think that's a beautiful practice that many more of us should jump in on. This week at reading Psalms, all I could think about was, I need more Psalms that speak my language. I need to write Psalms to God. That was my immediate thought. I was thinking, you know, I need to take my experiences because I've never been a shepherd. And though I lived in England for a while and I got to spend some time with sheep, I've never been a sheep. And so this Psalm, as beautiful as it is, doesn't feel like mine. And so I sat down today and I tried to think, What would it look like for me to write a psalm, for me to answer that question, who is God, and to answer it with some of my own personal imagery, just like David does? And so I wrote a few psalms this week. I wrote a psalm about how God is like Table Mountain, right? This this thing that I live with every day, I can see it outside my window. It's this huge mountain that really grounds the whole city around it. It's like our gravity. Um, You always know where you are because of Table Mountain. And you always know how small you are because of your scale next to Table Mountain. And And every day I wake up waiting to see what Table Mountain will look like today with the new light on it. Will it have a cloud on it today or not? Because it's just so beautiful. And so I took this thing that's a part of my daily life and I prayed to God and I said, God, you are like Table Mountain. And then the next day I woke up and um, I'd been given this uh, sudden and delightful surprise um, of money in a time when my family uh, really needs money. We are rebuilding our finances <laughs> right now, and um, my husband has a brand new job, and I'm trying to make this writing my job. And, uh, and so money doesn't come in quite the same way it does for other people in a paycheck every month. And we get this sudden amount of money. And I got this image of God as this magician who, who takes your empty hat and pulls out a white rabbit. <laughs> and, and I talked to God about how he can make something appear from nothing. And um, it's not a trick, it's real, but it's because everything is his. And so I prayed a psalm about that. And then this morning, I woke up and I had a new psalm to pray for a new situation in my life and a new way that I was seeing God and his faithfulness. I don't know if you've ever done this, if you've ever written a psalm, uh, but it's what I would encourage you to do today. The psalms are certainly there for us to pray, absolutely. I think they're this beautiful, reliable um, compendium of human experience. They've been tried for thousands of years, and people keep coming back to them uh, as songs that work for them. But I would encourage you to not just let the Psalms be a place where you land, but to use the Psalms as a place to jump off from uh, and to look at the way they're written and the way that people stare at God and um, 
for it to encourage you into your own staring at God and for it to encourage you to write your own praise and to compare God to things that you know, that you've experienced, that are close to your heart. Use language that means something to you and talk to your God and tell him who he is. Thanks for joining me today at Look to Love. Have you reviewed us yet? Please do. Reviews help people find this podcast, and it offers a little bit of credibility. This podcast began as I was writing the book, Look to Love, A Better Way to Read the Bible. So if you're interested in this way of approaching scripture, get yourself a book available right now on Amazon. You can follow me at J.L. Gerhardt on Instagram or Facebook, or subscribe to my bi-weekly essay, The Goodness, where I look for the goodness of God in the land of the living. Do reach out. I'd love to know you're listening. Until next time, I hope you'll look to love.